If you or a loved one need mental health assistance or are experiencing a mental health crisis, call Lifeline 24-7 on 13 11 14. Our guest today has a list and arm long of personal sporting accolades. She was unveiled as the first member of the team of the past 25 years in the Ovens of Murray Football and Netball League. She was the first female to be inducted into the Ovens of Murray Hall of Fame. She's a dual premiership Ovens of Murray coach and playing coach, a triple league best and fairest, an Ovens of Murray representative. As well as her outstanding sporting achievements, she shares quite freely her passion for mental wellness. She practices it daily and is an absolute walk-the-talk woman. When we reached out to her to have a chat to us on FYI, she kindly accepted and I'm absolutely sure our listeners will gain much knowledge and motivation from her story. Welcome to FYI, Lindy Singleton. Hi guys, thanks for having me. Thanks very much for coming along. Hey, um, Nigel's told us you're all about the walk and talk type. You know, you're the kind of person that uh, gets into your mental wellness and practices it every day and actually takes real effort to do that sort of stuff on a regular basis. Um, is there anything in particular that you wake up every morning and you say to yourself, right, this is what I'm going to do today? Or do you have a, you know, a, a different routine as you go forwards? I think I was very blessed to have the kind of parents that we had and we grew up on a farm and mum and dad were very good at at instilling good family values into us and mum's saying was always don't try and be the best just do your best and dad's saying was never put off for tomorrow what can be done today so those two sayings have always stuck with me and um, so of course dad I, I wanted to be a swimmer years ago when I was little so along with that goes getting out of bed at you know five o'clock so he could drive me into town to be at training by six now as a child you want the dream but you don't want to do the work (laughs) so he'd be pulling me out of bed by my feet saying come on you're the one that wants to be a swimmer and you know so again don't put off for tomorrow what can be done today because you've got to train every day to reach that level so I, I think I just yeah have have had that instilled in me and now as I'm older it's kind of just get up and get it done and um, keep moving and keep thinking positively. And, yeah, I'm just very blessed, I think, to have had that good start from my parents. And that's what's given you the drive. I mean, mean, you're very successful with your netball career here locally with the O&M. Is that drive is what, you know, your parents have instilled in you as well or is that just a passion for the game? Well, mum and dad were very successful. Mum represented Tasmania in netball and dad, obviously, he came over and played football they're both from Tasmania, and he came over to play football for St Kilda. So they had, you know, really um, good sporting ability. Um, and then, so it's not you didn't have to work <laughs> out. You're five, just blessed. Is that what you're trying to say? Oh uh, yeah, I am blessed. Um, I'm born into a sporting athletic family, so that's that. You know, that's mm. a given. But you can't take that for granted because. I'm one of five children. <laughs> now, I'm the middle child and I'm bored on Friday wow. the 13th. So. <laughs> There's a handful to start with. You, your mum and dad must be angels. <laughs> oh, look, I tell you, and to have Terry, my brother, um, Junior, and my sister Donna as my older siblings, my God, they are the ultimate uh, professionals when it comes to sport and, and achieving stuff in life. 
you know, they're, they're very much perfectionists. So me being the third child along, trying to keep up with them, I was in tears a lot of the time. And that's because I couldn't, I couldn't compete with them at their level. A, I was younger, but yeah, they just had this strive to win and be the best. And, and, and they were, they were very good at whatever mm, we did, whether absolutely. it be athletics and or swimming, like I'm the one training for swimming and they were nearly better than me and I'm the yeah. one doing all the hard work. They had just a, nat- a natural ability, whereas I did have to work at certain things. So that's where mum's saying, you know, mum used to cuddle me and say, don't try and be the best, just do your best and be content with that. So I think um, having two older siblings that were, you know, like that, that gave me the drive to be my best. So I found my passion, which was netball, and went with went with it. So you've got Donna and um, Terry to thank for a fair bit of your success, yeah. Andy, really. If you didn't have them in front of you to Pretty strive and, and, you know, as role models, like you say, they play a big hand yeah. in it. Yes, I certainly did. And, you know, I thanked them when I, you know, won all my awards and inducted into the Hall of Fame. They were the first yeah. sort of people that I thanked. And to you know, think, for- you know, you are a spring chicken, we all know that, but to think way back then when <laughs> you were a young girl, to hear those words from your parents now, you know, fast forward all those years, like that's incredible and that you grabbed hold of them and, and made them your mantra still to today. Like, yeah, thanks, thanks for the yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that, Nadia. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you're right because, um, you know, mum and dad were adamant. They had their sayings and, and it just sunk in. And and it's funny because at the time we thought dad was a hard mm. taskmaster when we were growing up. You know, he was he yep. was tough. You couldn't back chat, you, yep. you know, you had to speak properly and use him as, you know, as we did back in the day. You know, and if we did anything wrong and his hand went for his belt, you knew you had to run because he was going to chase you. So we probably got fit from running with your dad. But, and um, the discipline side of it as well because you need a lot of discipline yeah. for, for not only your sports, yep. you know, for your mental wellness. You, you need a lot of discipline. I think, Lindy, yeah, you know, back in a previous episode, I I spoke fairly passionately about Nowadays, more so than, you know, 20 odd years ago, there's this focus. There's gyms every corner we turn, which is awesome. Uh, I'm not for one minute putting that down, but everyone's on this, got to walk for 30 minutes a day or do exercise for 30 minutes a day as a minimum. But there is just, and you know, I've said before, obesity is a big problem. Um, keeping active is is great for so many things in life, as well as mental wellness. But how many of us take thirty minutes a day for our mental wellness truly itself? You know, whether it is a form of meditation, whether it is, you know, gratitude, whatever working on your mental wellness may be, maybe seeing a therapist, maybe going, you know, how many of us do it? Exactly. Back in May, I'm not sure if you saw my Facebook, Nadia, but I did, um, it was, May was the month of meditation. So every every day I got online and did a one-minute meditation. And, you know, I just sat in front of my camera and meditated for one minute People were sending me messages thanking them to, you know, that awareness of stopping one minute. Exactly. Just start with one minute, slow down, and oh, it just made me feel so good. And that's the path I want to go down is meditation, calm the mind, you know, like let the thoughts come in, let them go, and then 
um, you know, it just helps you cope with life a lot better. And I, I just think I've been very blessed that I have done a lot of reading and done a lot of meditation and yoga along the way. And I know that that's what's going to help people yeah, out there. I think that's a good way also to to keep your relationship happy and healthy. You know, you're, you're keeping your mind oh, is calm, so therefore your body is able to be as relaxed as possible, uh, keeping your fit. And we're all not getting any younger, I mean, that's a given. But when we're talking about how we interact with our partners and, and our children and, and other people then as a, as a flow on from there, that meditation, do you believe that gives you that calmness and that presence to be able to cope with whatever that comes And perform, I guess, yeah. Perform where? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, and perform. I'm talking about partners and <laughs> yeah. you're talking about performance. <laughs> Let's back the wagon up here. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I just mean perform in that sense. So whether it is in a working environment, whether it is in a sporting environment, whether it is in a relationship, just performance. Yes, you're right. Because if I knew back in my first marriage what I know now, I would still be married. I have no doubt about that because he was a lovely guy, but I did not have the awareness of how to cope. You're flat out coping with yourself. You don't realise it. And then you have all these outside influences, you know, your husband and kids come along and work and, you know, so you just need to, I really believe that if we can do more self-awareness at young age, work out who we are and manage ourselves, manage our emotions, learn out learn how we all tick and then then you can cope better with your partners you know I'm with Gary now and if if I didn't know this stuff now we wouldn't be together because we're so different but yet you know we bounce off each other well and I can teach him to I ground Gary a lot and and he loves that I ground him he's never had a partner that has done that for him so just learning to be in the moment you know and appreciate what you've got and all that kind of stuff Um, and as far as children go I had two children early days and they were your normal run-of-the-mill kind of kids you know and then 15 years later when I remarried I had another child and oh my god I thought I brought the devil home from the hospital (laughs) oh Tori's absolutely Um, beautiful uh, yeah but she was just a different Mm. kind of child and had to be parented different differently so I took her to a child psychologist trying to help me how to manage with this child that was so um strong-willed and um they worked on me for the first three <laughs> sessions. <laughs> but you know what? That was back, oh, gosh, she's nearly 20. So like 15 years ago, that really put me on my spiritual journey. You know, I, you know, I had to live that to slow down my life and cope with Corey's, you know, her her kind of mannerisms because I'd never had a child like this, smacking and yelling, you know, the kind of, you know, give them a tap on the bum, tell them to behave. That didn't work for her. So I had to learn a whole new phase of parenting. And that's certainly and, um, not I'm an so easy thing to do. now because when, – When you're a parent, you're, you're no, in, you've got gosh. so many pressures around you and you're yeah. doing a hundred different things and all of a sudden – and kids are different. And I have, I'm lucky. I have two sons and both of them are very different young men and were definitely very different young boys when they yeah. uh, were growing up. And 
Now, we didn't know. There's no manual that comes with kids when you bring the devil home from no. a hospital. Um, um, but <laughs> you live and learn. And if, if you're not able to be calm enough to recognise mm. that there's a difference or to recognise what each of those kids needs, that is very difficult. And, and I reckon I would have struggled with that. And if I, you know, if I could sit down with my boys and get some hindsight from them, they'd probably say, oh, Dad, man, you were just so wound up. We couldn't even talk to you. Um, which would yeah. be fair to say, yeah. um, because you know yeah. you're doing this and you're doing that all the time. Hard to pull yourself back and be in that moment with without doing a bit of meditation or or, mm. or a bit of exercise or something to pull you out of the world mm. for five minutes so you can properly concentrate on somebody else. And I think I had a bit of a giggle when Lindy said um, therapist worked on you for the first three sessions. <laughs> you know, we we say that you know you you bring the child in for therapy, you got to fix the the parent. And yeah, it, we good. laugh about that, but it is true. A lot of the times it is us. And, and you said it perfectly, Lindy. It was you understanding her and how to deal with her. And as you do with your partner, Gary, it's understanding yep. how he ticks. And yes. so, yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep, very much so. So, yeah, and Tori's oh, like nearly 21 now and she's the Australian champion acrobat and won a silver medal in – in the in the world in acrobatics, but mm. she's had her mental wellness issues too. You know, yep. coming down off her highs, and it's you know it's all it's all out there. And if we don't learn to manage it, you know, it's just unfortunately it, it lies in our own hands, doesn't it? Really, we've got to learn how we tick and how everyone else ticks. And and you can't change other people, but you can change yourself, or you know, manage yourself better. Absolutely true. And we talk about self. And, and you went from potentially being a swimmer, which is a very individual sport, to a team sport. Do you reckon team sport is, or, or a team environment is very helpful to people as, as they go forward? You know, we all need someone to lean on at some point. Oh, funny you should bring that up, Bernie, because yes, I agree totally. Being in a club environment, I mean, it was a swimming club, but, you know, training was solo. You know, you had to do it yourself. You couldn't, you know... Um, and, and come uh, competition day, you had to swim that race yourself. But if if you're in a team sport, you're sick or unwell, someone takes your place. Totally. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. But getting to the whole community feel like a club, that's what's got me through my life is just being involved in, you know, footy, netball kind of sporting communities. They're instant friends. You know, it's just, it becomes your second family because you're – and that's what I said in my Hall of Fame speech, you know, you're born into a family and then there's uh, the family you marry into and then there's the family you make along the way through life. So, you know, I, I'm just blessed. I, I, I've i had this conversation with my daughter, Tori, because she's never done a team sport. She's been a solo acrobat, acrobat for all her life. So she is now cross-coding into AFLW and f- just the difference from, you know, the feel of having – the professionalism and teammates around you and not, you know, if she doesn't go to train or training or game day, someone just fills your spot, you know. She had so much pressure on her in acrobatics to have to be there because she was the base and she used to swing her little partner around and if she didn't show up, then you let the partner down. And in a team sport, you know, if you don't show up, yeah, you let them down, but there's always someone to fill in. So it's not so bad. Yeah. It's a good thing to be able to allow other people in your life to pick you up and carry you along and give you that motivation and, and force you, not force you, but push you and, and help you to be your best too, isn't it? I mean, otherwise you, you sort of 
at some point you look at yourself and you think, well, that's the best I can possibly do. And if I'm feeling a bit down when I say that to myself, then maybe that's where I'm going to cruise at. But if you can lean on somebody else or if you've got a teammate or a family member or a colleague that can that can help you pick your mood up. And, and Nards is a classic. I'll come into the office sometimes and we work together. And, you know, she smiles at me the very second I walk into the door and it lifts my day. We possibly bounce off each other a lot too, but without other people around to help you, you can't do it on your own, can you? Yeah, I agree totally there. I've got, um, well, Tori, for example. Sorry, Tori, I'm picking on her today. But... <laughs> We're going to get caught Tori on an episode, I, I think. <laughs> she's she's one of these people that when she wakes up in the morning, you don't get that smile. You don't get that good morning, you know, and that bubbliness. It takes her a while. And Gary's a little bit the same where they take a while to get going. And I get it and I understand it and I respect that. I'm just so lucky that from the moment my head, feet hit the floor, I'm up and I'm off and I'm smiling and enjoying life. I, I really am blessed to, I think because I've done so much work on myself over the years and I haven't had a, an easy life. Like I've had three long-term relationships that haven't gone to the way you'd like it to, but I'm also still very good friends with all my ex-partners. And so that says something, you know, yeah, you, you get in a marriage and have your children and things don't go to plan. And I think um, what happens is getting back to that self-awareness, if I'd have had had more self-awareness when I was younger, I probably wouldn't have got married so young and had children so young. I would have just focused on me and what I want to achieve and without being selfish because otherwise I've got, you get in the relationships, you're trying to do the relationship side of things, but you're still still trying to be me and achieve what, what I want. And it clashes, you know, sometimes, not all the time, mm. but, you know, I suppose it, falls down to knowing your partner well enough as to whether they're going to support you with what you do and vice versa. So, yeah, I think that, yeah, that self-awareness. And that's that's a good point. I mean, Yeah, absolutely. Every life is a journey. We've all got our yep. own path that we've taken and we've all bounced and fallen and gotten up back up again. And when your down times came, you know, perhaps after the end of a relationship or whatever else in your life has gone, well, you know, you lost a game of netball that you should have won and it was your fault because you you know didn't do whatever you needed to do is there any particular resources that you would look back on now and say to yourself yeah that really worked for me and that's what I've then picked up and, and worked forwards uh, I suppose I just turned to meditation because you might my mind and I'm a pretty calm kind of person calm natured so I'm lucky there that I'm blessed with that natural calmness but still, you know, when you come to the end of a relationship, it's not nice. You know, no one wants to end a relationship. Everyone gets resentful and, you know, um, but I think I turned to the meditation to calm my mind down because your mind was going, my mind was going a thousand miles an hour and it never did that. You know, maybe before a grand final or something, you'd sure. get yeah, excited yeah. and the adrenaline would rush. But this was kind of all day. Oh, how am I going to cope? You know, what am I going to do? The kid, you know, and my mind was just racing. And that it, is incredibly and never, draining, isn't it? It is very draining. So I, I turned to meditation. Um, and lucky I had a good, you know, support, good support crew, a few select girlfriends that were into mm. it as well. But I hadn't done a lot of it because I felt that I didn't need it. But I tell you what, the meditation is what got me through and has, has helped me to this day, you know, um, work through stuff when it's not, doesn't go your way. Even, you know, like you said before, Bernie, about <laughs> losing big games and not 
losing a prelim and not getting into a grand final, I felt as a coach I handled things like that pretty well. Like, yeah, you get angry and upset, but at the same time, you've got to be proud, you know, because clubs, especially the clubs that I've coached, we've come a long way to get to that point, you know, and you just got to talk the girls through it. It's not the end of the world. It's, you know, yes, we're disappointed, but, you know, let's aim for one step closer next year and just, you know, instilling that positivity. Can I ask, though, when you went through some of those um, situations, how did you cope with it, let alone put that on your girls as well? Like, how did you manage that? Yeah, good question. Because Um, that's hard. Yeah, it is hard because – you know, I, I like to aim high. <laughs> and and you wear your heart on your sleeve. So I'm I'm yeah. tipping as a coach, your your girls can see that. So how did you do that? How did you manage you and them? I remember one game where I think it was Wodonga Raiders and we'd got to finals and they hadn't played finals for years and we were so excited and I had such high expectations and all year I'd been working on their self-belief that they can do it. And I, to this day, believe they could have done it. But unfortunately on the day, yeah, you know, that fear set in and mm-hmm. a few girls choked. But, um, it, yeah, disappointing as from a coach. Oh, look, I remember going home and crying and thinking, God, we had that. The mm. girls just didn't believe, believe in themselves enough. Maybe I should have worked on it a bit more. And, you know, I think I just thought, well, well, you know, wasn't but meant to be. how did you and, portray it to them? How, how did you get them through it, let well, alone yourself? Honest, I, but after that particular game, I remember standing in the huddle and eyeballing every one of them and I was just crying and I just, they saw the real raw emotion coming out of me. They saw how disappointed I was and, you know, that I, I just explained to them that you girls had that, you know, we could have won that. Um, I, I think just trying to get through to them that we, we definitely had that and, you know, it was, it was a winnable game. They just mm. had to believe in themselves and I think just them seeing that that real emotion mm, absolutely it, 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 oh my take out. hiding it sorry. Oh, sorry well I was just gonna say my, my take out of that is is the sharing it's it's the it's the vulnerability it's the it's the opening mm. yourself up to the fact that we had this together we could have done this absolutely it's not just a, it was one person has to shoulder that issue all the way and all being way. vulnerable like you said you you, yeah. you were emotion you were full of emotion you cried they saw that it, it, you exposed your vulnerability but in turn showing your belief in them yes and I, I think when I got to the club they hadn't played finals for a long time the coach before me was very professional and you know you don't train you don't play that kind of coach but um, I come along and made it a lot more fun and said, you know, if you're ill or family or work and you can't train, fair enough, that's cool. Right and just so put a bit it more is. Fun. It's sport. Yeah, mm. it's sport. And put, it doesn't pay our bills, yeah. so let's just have mm. fun. Yep. And I remember one night at training, we had a shitty night. A tra- you know, when you just, it's a yep. terrible night, everyone's fumbling. Yep. Right, stop. I put the music on my in my car, opened up the doors. We all stood around my car, linked our arms, and we swayed side to side and we just sang the song out loud, as loud as we could. And all the football guys <laughs> <laughs> looking over going, oh, my God, what's well, she doing? We've lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but just, you know, getting, teaching the girls to just, um, righto, forget about that. Let's Distract. focus on something else. Yeah. Shift, shift your focus. And that's what I'm a big believer in also is when things happen in life um they're not going your way you know 
walk out of the environment or whatever, put some headphones on, listen to music, whatever, ring a friend, have a laugh, shift your focus. Take we, the piss out of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Honestly, I'm all if you for can that. be relaxed enough to take the piss out of yourself and you know let somebody yeah. else take the piss out of you in the right way, it just lightens the mood and helps you to just you know gets those endorphins going and away you fly. And you reset. You you. It's a good yeah. way to reset. I don't know if I'd videotape myself, you know, in another persona taking the piss out of myself from a partner, <laughs> but hey, some people do. I, that. I've just got the vision of Lindy and all these netballers circling a car with the door open. <laughs> what was the song? It was um um. What's his name? The country singer that with the goatee that was on Australian Idol. Oh, Shannon Knoll. Oh, no. Shannon Knoll. No. Shannon Knoll. Shannon yeah, Knoll. No, Shannon Knoll. One of his songs that was really What about me? Tight. No. It no, it was... wasn't you. It was Shannon Knoll. <laughs> my, li- my big black car, shiny black oh, yeah. car. Ah. Uh, you had a black car. I had a, I had a little black car. Oh, but I, I had a little it. black car. So I said to the girls, right, we're going to arm in arm, we're going to sing this song out loud and we're going to – I've got a little black car but I'm happy with that. You know, yeah. like just, I just yeah. wanted to change their focus. Yeah. I even went to the point of um, resetting them by making them – I know it's getting a bit personal but making them write down when they got their periods, you know, this, yep. you know but this it's it's part of life yep. because as a coach that I learned then each girl has a different way of handling their – when they get their period, you know, some get moody, some lose a lot of uh, energy, you know, all that kind of stuff. So that helped me and I made notes, you know, myself, what I thought I would expect from that player on that week or that part of the month. And, yeah, it really helped me as a coach and and I would take them one-on-one. I was very good at, you know, singling them out and having chats with them and, and I think they really appreciated that that one-on-one time on a personal level, not so much about skills and, you know, fitness. And, and you're being mindful about... and showing them the importance of who they are. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. really giving them that self-confidence mm. to say. In a team environment, bringing it back to a one-on-one, absolutely. Yep. For sure. No, that's cool. And I yeah. guess when you, when you knew Mary Lou was a bit pissed off, you look at your list and you go, yep, she's on a period this week. everyone out there might laugh but i tell you what no it's not you know and and again i tried to teach these girls how to manage that time of the month like don't just accept it don't just say oh you know i've got my period and i'm um you know i'm moody manage that time take a bit of ownership manage it own it yeah that's right and that's that's a fair that's a great metaphor too is it take it's not we talk about mental wellness and we talk about fitness and we talk about meditating. We do this and do that. You can't do that unless you take a little bit of ownership yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's what you've empowered those girls to do in that particular instance is to, you know, empower themselves and say, okay, well, this is where I'm at at the moment, but I am a different person at a different day and I'm, I'm stronger here and I'm weaker there and I'm this mm. and I'm that. If you don't take yep. that little bit of ownership onto yourself, you can't be better. You can't recognize and flourish from there, can you? Correct. Hey, just yeah. uh, real quickly, mate, you're all about fitness and health and uh, mindfulness and meditation and all of that. If you had a billboard that that you could put something on it that you could tell the world or you want to tell the world, what would your billboard say? Right. I wrote this down because I just <laughs> – and I want to make sure I delivered it right. I like so, it. She did homework, Ben. Yeah, I did homework. Good girl. <laughs> So in big capital letters up the top would be empower yourself and then underneath it would be surround yourself with people that reflect who you want to be and how you want to feel. 
people who make you laugh, who make who make you happy and healthy. Oh, clap, 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 totally. clap. Yeah, that's it, nice. It's I so like true. It. Surround yourself yep. with these people. Then, you know, it's just so And we empowering. say it, Lindy, and I guess I, I've been, because Bernie had never met you, I kept saying to Bernie, I don't know, she's just the epitome of walking the talk. You, you don't just say these things. We all say these beautiful, wonderful you know, metaphors and, you know, beautiful sayings that everyone shares on social media. But how many wholeheartedly try and live that? Not many do. And I I guess, you know, I just want you to know that's what I personally admire about you. And I know a lot of other people admire about you as well. Oh, thank you, Nadia. And I suppose I've got my parents to thank. Absolutely. (laughs) Nothing without them. You know, and I feel for people that haven't had the upbringing that I've had, but I still believe that there is always, you know, you can always change yourself or make, you know, manage yourself better and become a better version. Always strive to be a better version of yourself, you know. And yeah. if you're, if you put out an infectious personality with smiles and happiness and positivity, oh. I truly believe that you infect other people the same way, just a little bit at a time. Yeah. And which is no, probably why so- Lindy's been such a successful coach as well, and 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 a, and a teammate, I guess it does flow on, absolutely. Yeah, and um, what was I going to say then about being? In- oh, yeah. So long out travelling, and we've been putting our funny videos up. Yes, which we, we love. Sort of, <laughs> well. Well, you know, there's two frames of mind. We sort of thought, oh, God, everyone's in lockdown in Melbourne. We don't want to rub it in that we're out and about and having a good time. And then I said to Gary, no, you know what? People need to laugh in these times. And and the amount of people that message us and say, thank you for that laugh today. We needed that. What are you doing tomorrow? Or what's on the cards for tomorrow? Or, you know, like what's Gary coyed up to tomorrow? It makes Gary and I feel good that we can <laughs> help people in lockdown when people are going stir crazy. Absolutely. And that's when mental wellness needs to kick in and people need to think we've got a roof over our head and food on the table. We're pretty blessed. We're lucky. Absolutely. Yeah, we're still lucky. We're very fortunate. So, yeah. Hey, Linty, it's it's been an absolute pleasure. We could talk for hours, but... We're going to finish, as we do with all of our um, lovely guests, with a couple of quick questions uh, we'd like to ask you. So are you ready? Oh, you didn't tell me about this. Oh, no. We'd never tell anyone (laughs) about this. Okay. Whiskey or rum? Neither. Text (laughs) or call? Text. Giving or receiving? Keep it clean. Giving. Facebook (laughs) or Instagram? Both. High school or adult life? Adult life. Scrunch or fold? Fold. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Lindy Singleton's been an absolute yeah. pleasure talking to you. Enjoy the rest of your journey. Yeah, thanks for injecting a whole heap of smiles into our day, mate. Thank you. Yeah, thank you and health and happiness to everyone out there. Cheers. Thanks, Lindy.